Welcome back to It's Time for a Beer podcast. This week, joined by very special guest Grant Birchall, four time Premiership player, possibly a five timer in a month's time. What a tremendous career is that. Is there been a better halfback flanker throughout the 15 year period? Gee whiz, you'd be hard stretched to find one. Exceptionally consistent, tough footballer. Obviously, applying his trade now at Brisbane, jumped on Zoom for a chat. Thank you very much for your time. Grant Birchall. Unfortunately, I did forget to ask about the time he drove me home in Dimmer Hardwick's mum's 1970s car through the streets of Melbourne. Unfortunately, that story didn't come out of the woodwork, but everything else, he's such a good guy. Funny bastard. Dopey bastard. But uh, what a wonderful man he is. Please, if you haven't rated the podcast, jump on. Give it five stars. Good for the ego. Pandemic. All that sort of shit. It's hard to get through these current times, even though Perth is literally back to normal. Jump on there. Give me the five stars. Uh, if you're in Victoria... Hang in there, uh, watching the case and stuff go down. It's great to see, and I look forward to having a beer with everyone that wants to when we can. Enough from me. Please enjoy this man. Close quarters to Virgil. He accelerates out of that pack. It's uh, yeah, 30 minutes ago. Virgil stands up, and he helps himself to a rare goal. Gibson plays off quickly. Birchall sets sail with a local boy, the Tasmanian, knows how to play. Breeze blows here. Duncan whips a hand pass over the top. Oh! That's body on body on the air, I think so. Uh... Trying to keep rolling fast. Hands, little one, comes to Birchall. Birchall loves the opportunity. Got a Hawthorne two in a row. Oh, the old campaigner, Grant Birchall. Birch, how are you, mate? I'm good, X. How are you? Uh, you look like you've uh, literally just come out of the sauna. What's happened? Uh, well, it's bloody 31 degrees over here. Stinking hot. We've just uh, we've just had our main session for the week. So, um, yeah, a little bit uh, a little bit hot and bothered here, but uh, <laughs> <I'm okay. laughs> Mate, can you remember talking about like the Brisbane steam when we were a bit younger and uh, before we got back to training uh, from the off season? Yeah, we used to get the bikes and stuff in the sauna to try and sweat because we knew we had our asses hanging out of our pants. It feels like that improvement oh, done at the, the the steam and the thunder. Yeah, absolutely. The um, the humidity up here um, is next level. Oh, that the preseason I've just had up here. <laughs> numerous, there are numerous times where I've questioned myself, thinking, <laughs> "What the bloody hell are you doing?" But um, uh, no, it's been really good, mate. I remember those sauna days. We used oh, to uh, we used to get in there a couple of weeks before um, day one and pre-season and try and uh, try and get that pup, puppy fat off. Oh, mate, we used to cut it out of there, absolutely ringing wet. You'd have a litre of water after because you're near death and you're back to the normal weight you started at. <laughs> it was the biggest waste of time I ever did, that the old well, bike sessions in the yeah, sauna. Yeah. Mate, we will get to Brisbane. I look forward to hearing about the, the Lions. They're, they're one of the boom teams, obviously, the competition, and uh, really exciting. So I look forward to chatting to them. But let's start back in, in Tassie. You're, you're a Tasmanian boy from uh, Devonport. What, what is Devonport? Can you describe like it for those that haven't spent a lot of time in Tassie? Like, is it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a city town sort of thing, but it's, it's, re- it's reasonable size. There's a port and stuff there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, it's a reasonable size. It's uh, where the spirit of Tassie goes into. Um, good little town, mate. I love growing up there. Um, pretty simple back then. Um, yeah, it's a good little town. I played locally with Devonport. Yeah, uh, that was really good fun. I enjoyed that. Um, went to school in Devonport, St Brendan Shaw College. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good time. My my family actually lived out in Shearwater, which is about twenty minutes out of Devonport. So yeah. I used to catch the bus in and go to training after school and all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, it was a good little town. It was buzzing back in the day. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, it was good, mate. I enjoyed it. What were you like at uh, What were you like at school? Were you, you you would have been a respectful uh-huh. kid, but were you academically uh-huh. inclined? Oh, not too crash hot X. I was, I, was, I, was, uh, I was satisfactory at best. Yeah. Um, and then uh, turned into a bit of a clown once year ten came around. But um, yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't the brightest uh, spark. No. Um, so uh, yeah, pretty satisfactory student, mate. What about uh, footy? I mean, you went to uh, Ireland together, so obviously from the age of yeah fifteen, sixteen, you're you're obviously a really good footballer, but you. You, you rated yourself on the basketball court a little bit. You used to stick your fat ass out and think you had some sort of like technically savvy jump shot. Were, were you good at basketball or is it just something that you used to pretend you're pretty good at? 
Uh, I was okay at it. Nothing too crash shot. I did represent the state a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> went on, uh, went on carnivals um, interstate, um, and uh, had a bit of fun, mate. But I always knew that footy was the go. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, pursued that. But uh, yeah, used to uh, used to think I was a bit of okay with the uh, with the basketball, cricket. I used to smack you around a bit, but you were you all right at cricket. <laughs> No, I wasn't too crash on it, actually. <laughs> um, no, I just stuck with basketball and footy. That was my yeah. two sports that I stuck with uh, growing up. But um, no, no, not, not a cricketer. Every every footy club's got them too, babe. The uh, the player who thinks that they're the closest thing to Michael Jordan or the Australian version of Andrew Gaze, like, uh, for example, <laughs> at, at Hawthorne, Ruffy thought he was fucking near LeBron, the white LeBron James. Who, who at yep. Brizzy? Did yep. you have a basketball ring and stuff scattered around um, at Brizzy or anything? Are there any no, hot shots? There's no basketball rings. We do get the uh, the wickets and the yeah. bat and ball out. Oh, there's a few handy cricketers. Huey McCluggage goes okay. Oh, yeah. He's a left armour. He uh, he raced himself. Um, Zorks is just good at everything. One of those guys yeah. that um, just naturally grabs um, anything. So yeah, there's a few handy ones in the team. Um, yeah, they're, they're a good bunch of lads. The uh, Hugh McCluggage, he seems like one of those kids that's going to be good at everything. Like, yeah, he'll yeah. captain the club. He can play cricket. He can do footy. He'll probably do something else in business. Like, he just seems – I had never met him, never heard him talk. But he just seems yeah. as though the way he plays footy, he's going to be a pretty well-rounded guy. Yeah, he just goes about his business quietly. Um, coaches love him. He's a bit of a coach's pet. Oh, is he um, a bit of an arse sniffer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's an absolute ripper, Huey. He um, – He's uh, he was nearly all Australian last night. Um, yeah, he's just one one of those blokes that's going to lead the club for a long period of time. Um, yeah, he's an absolute beauty. So, uh, yeah, very exciting for the footy club going forward. Oh mate, we'll we'll get you the fuck out of Tassie. We'll move to Melbourne. Big uh, <laughs> big fourteen in the in the national draft to Hawthorne. Was it? Were Hawthorne sort of locks for you? Did you have any idea where you're going? Uh, you were. Yeah, you played round one of your first season, so obviously, um, yeah, it didn't take too long to settle in. Were, were Hawthorne at the top of the tree, or did someone overlook you and they told they were going to take you? Uh, probably Hawthorne and West Coast were the two teams um, that were keen the most, I suppose. Well, they're definitely the two teams that interviewed me the mm-hmm. most. Um, so... At the time, West Coast had pick 13. Yeah. Obviously, Hawthorne had 14. So, um, I was sort of confident I'll be going around that pick, yep. or that area of the draft. Um, but uh, as you know, anything could happen in drafts. So, um, yeah, it was very exciting, mate. I remember walking into uh, into the Telstra Dome, as it was back in the day, with Paddy Ryder. And, yeah. Um, it was all very exciting, mate. And I was absolutely wrapped when the Hawks picked me up, obviously with the Tassie relationship and whatnot. So um, it's turned out all right and had to put up with you for a few years. Oh, mate, they've, 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 touted, <laughs> it, they've touted it the Super Draft. So Hawthorne nailed me and Bo Dowler <laughs> with their first two picks. <laughs> picks three and six, well, they were a disaster. But, uh, yeah. mate, did you love, like, I remember us walking in for our first, like, sort of training session and we had to introduce ourselves and or roughly introduce me being Gippsland boy. Can you remember the first day at Carey Grammar when Max Bailey stood up and they're like, what's your nickname, Max? And he goes, oh, Spinner, because I spin a lot of yarns. <laughs> it's 15 years, I've never heard him tell a story. Not one fucking Spinner. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are the days. I remember we used, to, we used to venture out a little bit of training back in those days. We were out of Carey one yeah. week and out of bloody Faulkner Park running up those hills one week. So, yeah, no, they were good times. I remember I got introduced. I, I was wearing these... Um, these big white socks that went up near, near up my knees. AIS and, on them? Uh, oh, the AIS socks, remember them? <laughs> yes. Them? Oh, mate, I remember yeah. you wearing them. Oh, the boys absolutely ripped into me about that. So I, I soon chucked them in the bin. Now, the, you settled in uh, super easy, got into the footy well and truly. Uh, one of my fondest memories uh, as a youngster with you, Beef, and, and Hawthorne did it on the yearly, was a boxing tournament uh, we had to do. Um, <laughs> called yeah. the, the Rumble in the Jungle. We sort of got paired up uh, with someone similar age or similar position. Uh, some people had beefs. Can you remember Bo Dowler and Mitch Thorpe actually punching each other up and then fighting in the locker room <laughs> after? But you and I got paired up in our first ever fight. 
I'll tell my it. version of events and then you can tell yours, which might be more accurate. All I remember is beating the piss out of you. Literally oh. just just landing them on your left, right and centre, knocking a bit of sense into you and leaving the ring 1-0. and Is that how you saw it? It's not, it's not how I saw it, mate. We're, uh, <laughs> as you said earlier, we, we have a big pre-season of boxing and at the end of it, we get paired up and she's a big rumble in the jungle. So they, they paired up the first years and um, I'm thinking to myself, geez, I can't let this scrawny little bloke <laughs> I had to touch him up in there, but um, I remember you did land a really nice left hook, and uh, it did rattle me for a little bit. And I had a split headache for the next two days. Mate, so true. And for the record, I got absolutely pummeled. Beef beat the piss out of me, but we had a good go. Like we had a good crack at it. We had no technique. We just a couple of bloody yeah, units. Uh, there wasn't much defense involved. She was oh. all uh, she was all haymakers. It That's. Was, um, all I remember it would have was, been very entertaining for the boys watching. Oh mate, all I remember was the headache after the absolute <laughs> ringing headache, which is usually a sign you haven't used your gloves overly well when the head's giving you a bit of a fucking grief. But mate, so I feel a little bad because the year after, uh, or two years after, I stepped back in the ring with a record at zero and one, and yeah, you know, feeling like the confidence was a bit dinted. And I drew Riley Milne. Can you remember Riley Milne? Oh, Riley Milne. He would have been 70 kilos ring and wet, I reckon. <laughs> I still remember there was a case of Riley Milne. Uh, Milne, good ripping lad. Uh, he was in yeah. the gym. Remember Peter Birch, who's now at Richmond? Uh, Milne yeah. was doing bench press, and there was 60 or 40 kilos on it. And we thought he was taking the piss, <laughs> but the bard actually pinned him to the bench press. He couldn't get out from under it. <laughs> anyway, so I just I clipped, I bashed Milne. I was like, sorry, Milne, it's your first year. <laughs> You're 38 kilos. You've, you, he wasn't even strong enough to hold his boxing gloves up. And I just thought, nah, this is my only chance to get one all and went to town. Yeah. But you were pretty you were pretty good in there, babe. You were a strong bastard. Oh, nah, not really, mate. I used to throw them, but the, <laughs> I wasn't too much. I'll tell you what, the, there's a few boys that could throw them. I, I remember Cyril going okay in the ring. And um, early days when we were at the Club X, I remember Johnny Barker. Mm. Um, he yep. could, uh, he could throw them, and yeah, it was, uh, it was good. The old rumble in the jungles. I reckon it was for the first six or seven years while we were there. X, we were, it was rumbles in the jungles, but they got rid of them after that. Yeah, probably because the insurance job. Blokes were getting their brainy brains blasted. But um, <laughs> I also remember in my first year, but because Bud, I reckon, won the title in his second year or whatever. You know, they had the big boys fought at the end, and yeah. he just get throwing double punches. Punching with both yeah, left yeah. and right at the same time, and no bastard could get near him. He just kept going. Whack, yeah, whack, he, had that, whack. he had that reach on him, didn't he? Oh, the big fella, the old, could get in him. The yeah. old kangaroo bash, uh, mate. It took you, took you twelve months to be, you know, literally cemented in the in the team, and then we'll progress through to two thousand and eight, where you were an integral part of your first premiership, one of four, which is uh, it's not a bad record. And if I had four flags, I'd have him bloody tattooed all over me. Um, <laughs> you, you played, you played well on that day against Geelong. But you lost your teeth. I did, yes, yes. Well, they did me a favour, actually, because I rolled up to the club with two big whopping Buckies. teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the, uh, so the elbow from Max Rook actually did me a favour, so I had to go in and fix them. But, um, yeah, it was in the second quarter. I accidentally copped an elbow from Max Rook and um, half of my front tooth fell out. And... Um, so, uh, you know, all the celebrations that you do after the grand final, <laughs> you're carrying on and drinking. And every time I'd have a sip, it would just have this real, um, oh, just this sensation, this real numbing, oh, tickling. Yeah. Oh, disgusting. It was hard to describe. But, um, yeah, I, I had to quickly go go to the dentist and, and fix him up. But, um, yeah, that's where the nickname Beaver come from. And it, but it caused you a lot of grief too, Beaver. I still remember nights at, or days at the Tower Hotel or we'd be out somewhere and you'd clip your glass on your tooth or something would happen and you'd just, oh, she's, <laughs> she's happened again, Christ. And you'd smile and your teeth would be gone. Yeah. I actually, it actually come out a couple of times uh, in 2009. I'd get hit high or whatever and it'd come <laughs> out again. I used to get the shits. The, all the grand final photos too, the ones that you're really proud of. You've just got no teeth yeah. in there. And you, yeah. you'd smile thinking you were doing the right thing and you had no teeth. And then you wouldn't <laughs> smile and you looked like a grumpy bastard. Oh, it was a stiff one. <laughs> I couldn't win. I oh, know. They, they were good times. And you and I thought we were absolutely killing it back then at the age of 20. Um, after the grand final, we partied. 
I would have thought we were hot property, mate, on the market with the, the women. I would have <laughs> thought that you and I, would have, it would have been an option, you know. It, one, two to ten, the way we were moving around and looking and feeling. But I do remember one night after the granny um, going home, me and you had had a fair go, and there wasn't a lot on. There wasn't a lot of attention coming our way, and my plans. <laughs> my plans at the start of the night was to, um, you know, hopefully swing hands with someone and um, you beauty. I think we went through KFC. We ordered fifty bits of chicken, ate the skin off the chicken on at my joint, and went home. Yeah. <laughs> we ended up sleeping together with fifty bits of chicken amongst us. Yeah, yeah. No wonder we were fat farm for the first four or five years of our career. Um, but. Uh, yeah, why did we do that? We just why got near, nowhere near it. We just couldn't. We called it a night and thought we needed some food. KFC, <laughs> KFC chicken, and then we just went in the skin. And, mate, we were absolutely, absolutely hopeless. Did you get much attention back then from the girls? The boy from Tassie? Oh, not early days. Nah. boy from Tassie just trying to find his way. Nah, early days, no good, mate. Um, yeah, it wasn't my forte. I... Uh, I just follow Big Bud around and just try to uh, yeah. see what he can find up and um, oh, see if there was a handball received somewhere or a, yeah, a handball received, mate. I was there waiting <laughs> to go, ready to go, but uh, yeah, no, early days, not so much, mate. No, me, you, Youngy, we had jeans on that never fitted us. <laughs> they were too small. Youngy young, would have his puma shoes on. Uh, and we yeah, just look, I, used to, I used to roll with the old runners and jeans. Yeah, oh, mate, we were hopeless. Back in the day. And we wonder why we got nowhere near it. But, uh, <laughs> mate, good times, good times. Clarko, uh, you were always one of his, not, not favourites, but just consistent, you know, one of the first magnets on the board, uh, consistently, you know, playing your role and playing really well, all strain, obviously. Did he ever rip shreds off you? Did he ever spray you? God, oh, there would have been times throughout my career when he would, would have given me a bit of a, a bit of a rip. Um, I can't remember anything off the top of my head, um, but uh, he did. He, I can remember some of his sprays that he gave some other boys. They were absolute beauties. Brian Lake was one whipping boy that he just <laughs> a tee off at. That was always good fun um, to listen to. Um, but uh, no, nah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, X. I got yeah. one. I got one off the top of my head. Uh, I remember we, there was a bit of vision, and you were in the in the vision, and you didn't. Um, you weren't like arms up for you know demanding the ball, and you didn't say anything. And I yeah. remember Clarko was like, "Beaver, I'm gonna have to start calling you fucking Humphrey." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "It was like early, early oh, days, God. early days, and like you know when you're early days, you're just trying to." be there and, like, be helpful. Like, you don't need to take the ball off yep. Lodgy or whatever. Beaver, yep. I'll call you fucking Humphrey. And I was like, oh, shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Oh, was that in our first year? Yeah, first year. Yeah, really young. Yeah, and, and sitting there oh, going like, God. mate, you, you've played well. You've had, you know, a, a played a good role as a youngster and he's baking you for not talking. I was like, it's not his role. Yeah, Just yeah. give him the footy. <laughs> <laughs> the, he um, can be ruthless, like, uh, Can you remember the one where he punched himself in the head? Oh, was that after a uh, Port was that after I lost to Port Adelaide? Yeah, Port Adelaide, and he. I reckon uh, it was in two thousand and seven, wasn't it? And we uh, had a was it was it our review? Ten thousand, two thousand and ten. Yeah, two thousand and ten, and we were flying. We thought we were airborne again, and he um, we went over and got <laughs> bashed by Port like an absolute hide, and and he just went bonkers, <laughs> absolutely bonkers at us, and then. Was that the day where we tried to do something different, like zone? <laughs> and, he, and he goes, dickhead here, shouldn't have done that, and just give him a, give himself a clip? No, that, 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 that was 2007 where he went to bed one night, and remember he goes, and we were in defence, he goes, we're not going to man up tomorrow. We're just going to zone patches of grass. <laughs> so we went to the first centre bounce in defence, and we stood 15 metres apart from each other, zoning patches of grass, and I think they kicked That's the true. first seven. I think it was seven to nil. They did, yes. Yeah. So I remember Danny Tazzy. Yeah. Danny Tazzy. Um, we actually ended up winning that game too. We did. Um, yeah, now when you got uh, Big Crody and, and Brownie <laughs> down, like, they just want to, you just got to simplify things for those boys. Did you see Brownie's <laughs> Instagram today? Oh, how good was that? I received that yesterday <laughs> um, and I replayed that, I reckon, 50 times. And each time I laughed harder and harder every single time. Jeez, it was funny. If you don't know what we're but talking... Out there, whoever's listening out there, jump on Campbell Brown's Instagram page and have, and check out his latest post. It is an absolute ripper. Because he, 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 he's the ambassador for the Caulfield Cup. 
which means nothing. This, <laughs> which means nothing this year because he can't go to the races. But him, he's never yeah. ridden a horse. He's the biggest city slicker, <laughs> private school wanker you'll ever come to, come towards. Tough as nails. Yeah. But he looked like he'd never seen a horse before when he sat on that and it <laughs> fucked him off, all caught on camera. And jeez, he got up quick too. He was worried where that horse was. <laughs> what about at the start of the video where he goes, I can't get on, me pants are too tight. <laughs> oh, mate, well, I cop a lot of heat for putting on weight, which is warranted. I've, um, I'm, I've muscled up a little bit since I've finished. And don't you laugh because you're, you definitely will as well. But the brown dog, the brown dog put on that much weight when he went to do that English Channel swim, and it just hasn't come off him. He's a big boy, the brown dog. Yeah, he's certainly been in a good paddock. Was he your mentor at Hawthorne? You and him always had a tight relationship. He he was a ripper to you? Yeah, he was. He was awesome to me. Um, Sort of took me under his wing, so to speak, and um, I dare say he did the same to you. Mm. He... um, uh, yeah, he'd always invite us out to dinners and social events and whatever and make us feel comfortable. And he was always an entertainer and good fun to be around the brown dog. So, um, yeah, he was awesome. He was uh, he was good value. Oh, mate, something's just triggered my memory uh, from, <laughs> you know, Brownie was the best on ground at organising footy trip fundraisers, uh, buses yeah. somewhere, a drink card, you know, turn up here and they'll give us money to the footy trip. We went to yeah. Melton. We went to Melton one night. Can you remember the Melton trip? <laughs> Oh, the Melton bus trip. Where yep. Ruffy and Bud had a punch on on the bus on the way out. I think Bud threw Ruffy's hat out the window or something and Chang, it was fly <laughs> kicking. But you and I, uh, I remember we got a kiss that night. We kissed two friends and we were that out of, well, that out of, you know, fish out of water and they were both stoned. I remember them saying, we're both, well, we've been smoking weed. And you and I had no idea what was going on. We were just happy to kiss a bird. Absolutely. Oh, you you take anything, X. So, uh, oh, you and I yeah, got lucky. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget that bus ride going back to Melbourne. <laughs> oh, mate, it was. A, yeah, I think. It was um, amazing, wasn't it? Oh, I can't remember what the nightclub was opening in Melton. Like, and Melton's what forty minutes out of Melbourne or something. And they turned yeah. up, and people were uh, were bought um, Hawthorn advertised that the Hawthorn team was coming. People bought um, <laughs> Hawthorn gear to sign in the nightclub. And I remember, oh, I remember the next week um, there was a complaint because everyone had signed it properly, but someone kept signing Ernie Dingo on all the jumpers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember that. Yeah. I can't remember that. Someone kept putting oh. Ernie Dingo. And I remember them going, look, guys, we've got to refund these jumpers. There's 15, 15 players on there. And then Ernie Dingo's popped up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> The, oh, that was fine. I reckon that happened for two or three years. The old Melton bus trip. Oh, that mate, how fun. fun were they? Did you ever? Did you have a footy trip of memory? What was your favourite footy trip? I know you went to the Greek Islands with uh, Brownie. Uh, yeah, we did a few other bits and pieces. Me, we uh, the uh, the two thousand eight Hong Kong trip. Was oh, pretty yeah, good. That was a ripper. You remember that one? Yeah, <laughs> that was a pretty good one. Um, oh, look, I've been lucky enough to go overseas and and. Uh, have a good time. Vegas is always is always a good place to go to. I remember the 2010 uh, uh, Vegas footy trip. That was an absolute perler. Um, uh, just trying to think of some others off the top of my head. Well, I've had a few DMs. We won't talk about Singapore. We'll skip Singapore. Oh, yes. No, we won't. Don't bring up Singapore. We'll move on to that. <laughs> a lot of tra- a lot of Triple M listeners, mate, hit me up about oh, you. Um, you know what? That was one of the first things the Brisbane boys asked me was about the bloody Singapore slinger. What's going on here? <laughs> what, what happened in Singapore? This, this, and that. I was like, none of your business, boys. Just get off of it. <laughs> I've got amnesia. I've forgotten. I can't remember a thing. Yeah. Hey, mate, so uh, we'll move on from there. I, I still think one of the funniest stories in AFL football involving Alistair Clarkson was his concerns for you or, you know, you, you were injured and you're home alone and t- he went and bought you a dog. Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. So um, it was about round eight or nine last year. Um, I got a message off him one Saturday afternoon. Um, I was out having a couple of beers with the boys and he messaged me saying, are you, by any chance, mate, are you down Brightway? And um, <laughs> I said, no, nah, mate. Uh, I'm not, but um, you can pop over to mine or whatever if you want to have a chat. He goes, yeah, no worries. I'll meet you at your place at half eight. So it's like, rightio. Went back out to Glen Iris. Um, 
knock on the door. Him and his son Maddie yeah. roll up at the door with a uh, with a little golden Labrador. Yeah, cute. And, uh, I'm thinking, oh, I see a dog, you yeah. know, just let it run around outside. Come in, guys, sit down, we'll have a chat. He goes, nah, mate, this this dog, I've got it for you. It's yours. I said, you're kidding me, right? I've never been brought up with dogs or any pets or nothing. nothing. So I had absolutely no idea what to do. All he gave me was a lead, right? <laughs> so I've got this bloody dog and a lead. And um, I thought to myself, right, I'll, I'll have a crack at it, try and look after this thing. Um, lasted 24 hours, X. But, but, so so what, was, what was the reason for buying a dog? What? Yeah, the reasoning behind it was I had, I had some calf issues yeah. during that time. And um, he sat me down at it Waverley and said, oh, look, mate, it'd be good for you, you know, to go for walks and stuff around um, Glen Iris and, you know, get your calf nice and resilient. And he goes, do you have a dog? I said, no, 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 I've never been brought up with dogs or anything like that. And <laughs> next thing you know, he's rolled up to the doorstep with one and... Um, I'll tell you what, Lex, it was a long 24 hours. Jesus. It was, uh, it was hard work. It was pissing and shitting and scratching and biting <laughs> everything. I didn't know what to do. And, um, and when, when... So I was a bit of a rabble there for 24 hours and I had to call him after the game. On the Sunday, we were playing Richmond and I didn't go to the game because I had to look after this bloody dog. I just couldn't leave it at home by <laughs> yeah. itself. And uh, after the game, I said to him, mate, you're going to have to come and pick this thing up. Oh, I can't handle this anymore. This is doing me no good whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, he took it really well. He popped over and picked it up and off he went. But um, Where's the dog now? Yeah, I, was a little bit, I was a little bit nervous, actually, because we got walloped by Richmond. Yeah, that's that right. I thought, he, I thought he might be a little bit grumpy and crack the shits with me, but he was, uh, he was okay. It's, it was all good. It's funny. You, you hear um, messages from the RSPCA and stuff leading into Christmas, you know. Pets are a lifetime responsibility. You know, don't just on the whim buy a present for a person once a you know a dog. <laughs> He's bought you a golden Labrador to strengthen your calves up, and it was they're a fifteen year he investment. Thought he, he thought it'd be because I was living by myself at the time, so he thought it'd be um, good for me to have some company and all this mm. and take it for walks and all this sort of yeah. stuff. So his his heart was in the right place. It was a very kind gesture, but. Uh, just wasn't for me. Sorry, Clark. <laughs> he's, still, he's still got it, actually. Oh, I does think he? it broke a leg or something just, just a while ago. And he calls it, he actually calls the dog Beaver. <laughs> Mate, it's uh, funny. I've got a dog, and I mentioned him last week's podcast. Old Kevin. Kev's on three legs at the moment. Now, <laughs> in, our, in our backyard, we just put in an you know, underground uh, inbuilt trampoline, sandpit, uh, a few other bits and pieces, retic, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. It cost a little bit. Anyway, as soon as I hand over the check to the uh, the landscaper, Kev comes out on three legs, can't walk, howling like a goat. The big bastard, the big beast has done his ACL. It's cost me seven thousand. Seven. Oh, seven grand for an ACL. I said, I said to the vet, as a joke, how much does it cost just to lob it off? And she was, she was absolutely <laughs> horrified. But I, mate, I love the dog more than humans. But mate, seven grand at the moment. I'm hoping it just heals naturally. At the moment, we're just going through a bit of a, you know, a bit of a rehab program at home. We are a rehab program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll um, get him if you if you haven't struggled, if you're struggling with us, send him up with the Brizzy Lions, mate. They'll fix him up. Oh yes, absolutely, mate. Well, well, let's do that. What was with your injuries? So, uh, you talked about strengthening your calves. Uh, I don't think anyone had more calf injuries than me, but you started pinging them. Uh, you had your knee. Yeah. You had knee issues that looked a bit um, shitty and you know irreparable damage sort of stuff. You'd missed two years, best part of two years of footy. Uh, what what were the injuries? And yeah, if I love the idea of a fresh home, and you know, you look at Hodge did it, Mitchell did it, Lewis did it, you did it. You know, four champions of Hawthorne. Uh, are the injuries uh, medically fixed? Obviously, they are. But like the fact that you moved homes, like how much how much more energy and vibrancy and meeting new people, new city, new routine, has that also helped? Yeah, she was a uh, she was a rough trot. It all started out in round two, two thousand seventeen, where I broke my jaw um, against the crows. Who got that? And then I uh, Lynch. Oh yeah, yeah, Lynch. Yeah, he got me accidental elbow. Um, so I missed four weeks or something with the jaw. Came back, um, did a PCL. Yeah, uh, recovered from that. Anyway, ended up playing five games or something that year. Uh, went in. 
Uh, went in post-17, uh, cleaned up the knee, had PCL surgery. Um, I just thought to myself, yep, good decision. Go in there, clean it up. I'll be fine. Um, and we'll just get on with it. But um, unfortunately, just had some complications with it. I had a bleed that went down into my calf. So I had to go in and fix that up. Yeah. By then, my quad just completely wasted away. So um, it took me a long time to get my quad strength back. Um, uh, so that was a bit of an issue. I'd, I'd go in and have arthroscope after arthroscope, which is really, which is really frustrating. And then I'd finally get my knee right, and then I started pinging hammies and calves and groins <laughs> and all that sort of stuff because I just wasn't conditioned yeah. um, to train or play. So that was really frustrating. Um, yeah, it was tough mentally um, getting up. Uh, as you would know, X, um, uh, she's hard work getting back, getting back up after having setback after setback. But um, yeah, the change up here has been really good. I've uh, I've really enjoyed it. Having Fags and Hodgie up here obviously is a uh, is a great bonus. Um, and uh, I'll tell you what, X, the winters up here are bloody good. Aren't Jeez, they? Nice. Yeah. Oh, Mark, yeah. I can just imagine it, and see very similar to Perth, but. And you also think in rehab, um, you know, you, people think that, you know, rehab, you go do your hundreds and you're running and you're It's a pretty dark place, isn't it? Like the, the yep. actual physical uh, exercise and in, in, in effort you put in is nothing compared to the mental battle. That's what I found more than anything yep. was the, the mental battle of just in your mind, you're letting people down. Uh, you can't yep. get back to where you are. You're missing an opportunity. Is that how you sort of felt a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, at the time, we didn't have many injuries at the Hawks, so you're doing the majority of it yeah. pretty much all by yourself, you and the and the rehab conditioning coach. So, uh, yeah, it gets pretty lonely. Um, yeah, you do feel like a bit of a spare dick, but, mm. um, uh, yeah, it's just all part and parcel of it, isn't it? So yeah. you, you copy injuries and you just got to deal with it the best way you can. I was lucky to have some good, really good people around me at the Hawks to to help me through those situations. It's funny, and you mentioned Clarko buying a, a dog for you to try, and, and as you said, like the physical side, but also, you know, some entertainment at home and a little, you know, you're not lonely at home at night, you've got a dog. I don't know if, I, if you know, but he rang me one night at like 8.30 at night on a Wednesday night or something like that. Hadn't played for two years, and I've mentioned this before, but he goes, mate, can you meet me at the, um, you know, the Kerford Road Pier? We used to get thrown off all the time when we made errors. <laughs> Yes. Can yep. you meet me at the Kerford Road Pier? And I was like, Fuck, what have I done? Yeah, you know, and, and anyway, at eight thirty at night or nine o'clock at night, pitch black, middle of winter, freezing cold. And he I was like I was worried the whole way and, and got there and he goes, Mate, I'm really worried for you. You you're not the person you were. Uh is yep. it you're avoiding the group? And we walked along the beach for like two hours and just yep. spoke about everything and got home at like eleven thirty at night and he just couldn't go to bed. Because he was worrying about me. And he was just like, in his mind at the time, it was just a concern. I need to rip the Band-Aid off that right now. You know, he was really like, something's on his mind, sorted out now. Anyway, walked for two, two hours along the beach head. and got home, went, turned up training the next day. Never mentioned it again. Never did anything. But it was just, he needed to check in. Needed to get all the way from the yeah. footy club. Couldn't go to bed. He's a caring bastard, isn't he, Clarko? He is. And that's why he's such a great coach. And... Um... Yeah, the boys absolutely love him. He goes to all the weddings and all oh, that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, He's a funny bastard yeah. too, but like not yeah. your, not your natural humour. The shit you laugh yeah. at him a little bit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he comes up with some random stuff. He's quite funny. Um, yeah, some of those uh, some of those guitar sing-alongs that he's had <laughs> along the way have been quite humorous. But um, no, he's a beauty, and uh, um, yeah, lucky to have him as a coach for. For a number of years. Uh, so you got, your, you got your premiership 08 and then you got three in a row, uh, 13, 14, 15. Have you got one that you, you love the most or a story behind any of your premierships that, you know, you battled something or uh, you felt like you were an underdog? I know some of them said that, um, you know, 2014, uh, Clarko yeah. built it up as, you know, you guys underdogs against Bud and, you know, the boom team and the Hollywood side. Uh, 13 yep. was a redemption from 12, where we probably should have bloody won 12. You win 13. 15, yep. you just bashed up a couple of poor bastards trying to make a living and feeding <laughs> their family. And I'm going to get to 15 before we go too far. But is there one that you you identify as, you know, you turned up and then at the end of the day was just stood out a little bit? Uh, oh, they're all special in their own little ways. Probably 14 was... Um, was the was the one where we just 
I don't think we could have played any better as a team. Yeah. Um, after Joshy Kennedy's first goal um, of the game, up since since that moment onwards, um, we just absolutely smashed them. It was just yeah. pure, um, pure class really from the boys. It was it was awesome to be involved in. Um, and the whole build up as well with Bard moving over, we lost to Sydney in 2012. I just mm. felt as though we weren't going to get beaten that day. And um, yeah, that was an absolute ripping grand final. Um, it, perfect game. It was one of it, and it was a perfect game. And, and Hawthorne had, um, yeah, obviously outstanding games amongst yeah you know, your, your years of success. But th- that seemed like the perfect game. It, it just everything went right. It, your game was all over Red Rover. I, I spoke to Spang last week, and he said um, he was having a piss at half time, nervous as nervous. And I think it was, was Brian Lake playing. Was Lakey still around then? Yeah, Lakey would have been playing. Lakey yep. walked in at halftime celebrating. And he was like, you fucking beauty. And like Spank, Spank can hardly hold his willy. He's still that nervous, shaking about the, you know, the outcome. And Lakey had already ticked it off. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 15, no, mate. Thank you, boy. 15. Uh, so we, you played us over here at West Coast. Uh, we were the underdogs. Didn't make the finals the year before. And we beat you in a final over here. And I, yep. and um, you tried to you tried to wrestle me at one stage. Uh, I hit Cyril. <laughs> you know, I hit Cyril. Did you cop much? Uh, did you cop much stick from the boys during that game? Well, that's what I'm getting to, dickhead. Um, <laughs> so in in the in the first final, accidentally coat hanging Cyril. Accidentally, uh, fifty yeah. downfield goal. Da da da. Uh, and a fight broke out, and I was getting mauled. And I saw Hodge, and I was like, "Fuck Hodge." And then I saw your fat ass. I was like, shit, Birch, what am I going to do here? I'm not a fighter. <laughs> then Sean Burgoyne told me, going, X, I'm only here so Clarko doesn't get mad. So he's, he's half wrestling me. <laughs> anyway, we win that. But then when you say, did the boys get India? We were playing uh, in the grand final. Game was over. I'd pinged a calf in the second quarter. Hating life, getting smashed. And I ran to the, yeah. uh, hobbled to the bench. And I think that was almost me done for the day, halfway through the third. And you were coming yeah. on. And I remember you tried to spray me. You're like, fucking, fucking <laughs> fuck. And I was like... What did I say? It, it, didn't even, it didn't even make sense. There was a lot of F-bombs in there. It didn't even... And I was like, Beef, mate, we're 40 points down. I've pinged me car. I think I might be done. I think I'm going to call it time. And you couldn't get your words out. But all there was was a whole lot of F-bombs coming at me. And you were the only <laughs> prick. You were the only one that had a go. And I was like, I don't care what happens if we lose. I want Birchall to break a leg. That's all I wanted was you to get injured. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Sorry about that, mate. I can, I get on my high horse sometimes out there. Oh, don't. We, don't we all did as youngsters. I, I was I was copying from you what we'd cop- given to a few people in the past. So I knew exactly how, I, how it sat. It wasn't a, it wasn't an issue. Mate, you leave, you leave Hawthorne and I think, um, I don't know whether they, they said to you there was a contract, but try and find somewhere. Did they have something on the table for you, or was it um, you, you've got to find somewhere else? Yeah, so um, uh, Roddy told me and my manager that he wouldn't do anything until after the trade period. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time... Which is risky. Uh, yeah, we um, were a bit of an ageing list. Uh, we didn't make finals. Um, I've played eight games in three years. Yep. Um, so I could sort of start, um, tell that they're trying to weed out a couple of older guys at a time. Um, so I thought, geez, I might be in a bit of trouble here. Um, <laughs> but thankfully, uh, thankfully um, uh, Fags and the Lions came knocking and asked whether I'd be interested. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll explore it, whatever. Um, so I had a bit of a think about it for a couple of days and, um, you know, just thought a, a fresh start, a new change. Uh, will do me the world of good. Um, it just wasn't really happening with my body there for the last yeah. couple of years. So new medical fitness staff to run their eyes over me, um, new program, players, you know, there's Brizzy, the team on the rise, all that sort of stuff. It just really appealed. Yeah. So I thought I'd give it a crack and and uh, here I am, mate. So, yeah, really enjoying it and uh, really happy I made the move up here. So when you, when you obviously... You know, tell um, Fags, yep, I'm, I'm in. You're a free agent at the time. So there's no um, communication essentially that needs to happen to Hawthorne. You just say yes and it's done. So you've, yeah. you've spent, um, you know, nearly 250 games at, at the Hawks. How do you deliver it to Clarko? How do you, uh, you know, you've got some lifelong friends there. And uh, yeah. were, they, were you the last of the quad premiership players to leave? I think you might have been. 
Uh, yes, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you're literally the uh, the person at the footy club who's contributed the most remaining. How do you tell Clarko? How does that end? <laughs> I was a little bit nervous. Are we shitting? Uh, yeah, I was a little bit, not going to lie to you. Um, I gave him a call, but uh, went straight to his voicemail. And I, uh, I can remember rigging Cam Matthews and a couple of other guys that work at the Hawks. Um, I said, guys, I, I just can't get a hold of him. What's he doing? And they said, oh, he's overseas. He was overseas. So yeah. I think he was on a flight, flying to LA or whatever he was doing. So um, I left a message and he called back and, um, yeah, just told him that uh, I've made my decision. And he was fine with it. He just thanked me and wished me all the best. And um, that was basically about it, mate. So, um yeah, as soon as you know it, I was uh, I was up here in Brizzy. When uh, when I said to Clark, I was heading to West Coast. I, I wanted to tell him in person, rang him, made a you know a time to meet, went around to his house. Yeah. No one was home. Sat in the car yeah. for twenty five minutes, half an hour. I thought oh, well, <laughs> maybe I got the times wrong. Rang Clark. He goes, "Where are you, mate?" I was like, "I'm in your front yard." He goes, "No, mate, we're meeting at the footy club." I was like, "Oh," but I, but I'd already decided. I, I thought as soon as I said I was going to West Coast. You know, you, yeah. you cut ties, essentially. He says, mate, you're always one of us. Don't worry about that. So and then I went around. Then we had to cancel. We had a meeting or two. We went for a beer and a feed, actually, in Brighton uh, instead. But Fags was at the footy club. H- how tight were you with Fags? Oh, I was really lucky. I had a really good relationship with Fags. Uh, for some reason, he took an interest in me, and he was a grumpy yeah. bastard. And I used to love getting up to him <laughs> for a beer. And I don't think, I think he was accidentally a grumpy bastard. Like, he'd walk past you with his head down, and everyone would go, yeah. G'day, folks. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm going well, thanks. And you'd be like, oh, sorry, boys, I was in my own little world. How did, yeah, uh, yeah. How, how's your relationship with Fags at Hawthorne and has it changed at, uh, at, West, uh, at Brisbane? Sorry. Yeah, I had a great relationship with Fags um, in my Hawks days. Um, I actually knew him. He's obviously from Tassie. Um, my family uh, knew him and his, uh, and his family as well. So there's a little bit of connection there going back, going back in Tassie. But... Um, yeah, no, I got along with him fine. Uh, had a really good, strong relationship with him. And, um, yeah, it's quite funny uh, seeing him as a coach. Remember, we used yeah. to always take the piss out of him in the hallways of the Hawks. <laughs> yeah. Now seeing him, <laughs> him as a senior coach at Brizzy oh. uh, was a little bit funny. But, um, no, he's an absolute beauty. He uh, he wears his heart on, the, on his sleeve, as you can see. Sometimes when you watch the footy, he goes, gets a bit cranky on the bench there. But... Um, no, he's a beauty. He's uh, he's got the club back on track. The boys absolutely love him. So it's great to have see him having some success at the moment. You're right, and I do laugh when you say we gave him shit in the hallways. Jeez, we gave him shit. He used to have his head down, <laughs> scurrying away. Yeah, he um, he uh, you can still tell his head's ticking over and in his own little world. Yeah, hundred percent. You walk past him in the corridor at the Lions, and uh, he's just in his own little world. Um, thinking about footy or whatever he's thinking. So, what's his? Yeah, what, not much change there. What's his? What's his greatest strength as a, as a coach? Um, at Hawthorne, his role was literally, you know, Clarko's right hand man. Uh, Clarko needed someone to pull him into line a fair bit. Uh, Mark Evans, who's now at Gold Coast, was you know, was him essentially before him. What's his yeah. greatest strength, fakes? I think it's just just his empathy and care for his players. Um, he's a cuddler. Um, is 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 a uh, is a real positive coach. Um, goes about it in a really good way. Uh, really passionate. Um, yeah, as I said to you before, wears his heart on his sleeve. Um, he's a he's a father figure for so many of the boys yeah. at the footy club. Um, so yeah, he's an absolute beauty. Are there any differences or main similarities between uh, the Lions and uh, Hawthorne? Because obviously. You're sitting second on the ladder or where it's second or wherever it is. Yeah, you got these finals. You got the home, literally home grand final uh, if, if you make it. Is there that similarity between Hawthorne that you reckon they've got it in them, you know, the, the competitiveness, the little bit of arrogance, the bit of everything? Yeah, they're a tough, they're a tough resilient group. That's, yep. what, uh, that's what's impressed me the most since I've come over to the footy club. Um, just, their, uh, just their attitude and the way they go about it is... Uh, is fantastic. So, um, yeah, I think I think having the the finals experience and the learnings from last year should hold us in really good stead going into the final series. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, there's some similarities with the Hawks. I mean, there's the schedule's pretty much the same. Basically, we get our Wednesdays off and yeah, main right session on. of a Thursday and all that sort of stuff. So the schedule's very similar. Um, both clubs have really strong cultures and trademarks, all that sort of stuff. Um, but obviously different different in their game styles yeah. and, their, and their strength programs and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's very exciting, mate. Who, very exciting. Who, who do you sneak off for a beer with if, if you get the opportunity of new club? Who's your little right-hand man? Who's your go-to? Who's the bloke that you go to? Yeah, we haven't had much of a chance to get together and have a few drinks, obviously, with the situation that we're in. But, um, oh, the defenders stick fat X. So oh, yeah. Guys like Ricky and, and Dizzy Garden and Harris Andrews, these types of guys, they're uh, they're uh, they're good lads. So, um, Jared Lyons is another one. So, whenever we get a, a bit of a chance to have a quiet beer there, they're usually the ones I, uh, I call up. I, used to, I might be wrong here, but Dizzy Gardner, um, I think he played on Mark Lacroix or um, something. He kept hitting him and hissing when he was punching him. Like, Susser, Susser, He thought he was Mike Tyson. Yeah. I, I'm sure it was yeah. I'm sure it was Dizzy. I'm certain it was. He's got a bit of white line fever, Dizzy Gardner. Yeah. He, um, he sees red sometimes and... Um, can sometimes take it a bit overboard, but yeah, he is an absolute ripper. Well, um, heart and soul of the group. Lek is yeah. one, one of the, uh, you know, you said that Dane Zorko is good at everything. Mark, Lec- yep. Mark Lecrae is that. Good at everything, good looking, um, you know, swift on the tongue. And I remember Lekka saying, I'm sure it was Dizzy going, I didn't know what to do. I was fearing for me, not fearing for me life, but I, he was, he just, <laughs> well, he had a screw list missing. It was hissing and yeah. punching me and all sorts of business yeah. was going on. Mate, I do like yeah. to, uh, I do like to um, wrap it up with just a few easy sort of questions. Uh, toughest, toughest player you played with? Toughest player I've played with probably um, Sam Mitchell, I reckon. The amount of times I reckon he played injured and we wouldn't have had a clue. Yeah. Um, yeah, just tough as nails, um, mentally tough. Uh, the amount of times he got tagged and pinched and punched and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, he would just continually put his body on the line for the team. I used to think too, uh, but I used to think too with Sam Mitchell. I agree wholeheartedly. And I never even thought about it until Cam Brown once they said he's the toughest player I've ever played with. Ground balls. Like, from a centre bounce, he played every centre bounce in his career – the ball heads yeah. out towards a wing or a half forward. Mitch never, ever lifted his eyes, ever to have a look. <laughs> and got sat on his ass every single, like all the time. And I was like, yeah, that is tough. Like he is yeah. tough. And I, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, best player you've played with? Uh, buddy. Yeah. Yep. Has to be bud. Um, I mean, you keep the 100 goals in his third year of AFL footy. <laughs> so I think that pretty much says it all, really. He's a freak. He's a freak. He can do it all. Have you got a story or an occasion that you, you spent with Bud uh, <laughs> that you enjoyed that you can say? Oh, Jesus. Um, big Bud. Uh, he, remember he used to drive that bloody Mitsubishi Magna or whatever he had, that blue <laughs> Lantra or whatever? <laughs> Can you remember that before he became a big dog? Yes. Before he was a star. Oh, oh God. Yeah, I remember that. I remember cruising around in him with that, thinking, Jesus, mate, you just you might have to step it up a little bit here. I'm sure this happened with Bud. I reckon one day uh, we were training and the sheriff's department or the you know the council came. Yeah, the sheriff's department. And uh, we're clamping on unpaid fines. And the news out there doing press conferences and cars started getting um, stickers and, you know, uh, you know, you can't drive this and Bud got clamped. Yeah. And I remember Dougie Evans, I'm sure it was Dougie Evans, came down and goes, Bud, fix this now. Fix it. Um, go, go pay for it in your credit card or whatever. You know, because media and shit were floating around. Bud's got these clamps on his Mercedes. And Bud goes, <laughs> Dougie, I can't swipe my credit card. It's more than a first year's wage. Whatever he'd done, he hadn't paid. <laughs> I'm sure Bud got clamped at training. I'm certain of it. Um, oh, God. Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, so you're on a night out, mate. You've got a table of five booked. You're one. You're there. You're in for a good time. Uh, like, yeah. like the old Squires Loft dinners we used to bet and used to go drink yeah. a thousand beers and some bastard used to have to pay for it. So you're at dinner. Yeah. You're having a night out. We go to Vegas. Let's go. We're in Vegas. You got four seats with you. 
four seats empty. Who, who, oh, yeah. who, who, are you, who are you taking? Who are the four? And oh, why? Number one has to be Kyle Cheney, doesn't it? <laughs> he, <laughs> you know what he's like, Eggs. He's oh. an absolute curler. He is um, one of the funniest blokes I've ever come across, Kyle Cheney. Um, oh, geez, he's a ripper. And like, a, he's so funny. You can take the piss out of him as much as you want and gives it back and laughs his head off. Like, he just yeah, ma- he yeah. make, whenever you see him, and it, uh, this is, uh, I think, maybe the ultimate compliment. When you see him, he makes your day better. Like, he he does. just makes yeah, you does. smile, doesn't he? He's a real- <laughs> he does. There's something about him. He's, um, he, doesn't, he doesn't take himself too seriously. He's, uh, he's a ripper. So he, he's on top of the tree, Kyle Cheney. I'd have to invite Brownie. Yeah, dog. Have to invite Kimball Brown. So, you know, great storyteller. He'd have um, something organised after. Party. Yeah. He'd have something organised for us. <laughs> so um, we'll invite Brownie. Um, I'll take your pick, either Ruffy or Hodgie. Just a bit of an elder statesman there. To, well, split one. Um, Which one are you splitting? Oh, God, I'll go with Ruffy. Just a good oh, drinker. Good oh, drinker, yeah. good country lad. Yeah, very basic uh, like us. Down to earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll... I'll uh, I'll invite Ruffy and um, I'll invite you as well, Lex. How about that? Yeah, I'll we've be... had some good together, so we might as well have another one. Yeah, I was gonna. We had a good weekend in Sydney once. I remember <laughs> after, <laughs> yeah. after we lost the granny, it was the blind leading the blind. You and I. And I remember I had my arm in plaster. <laughs> I had a broken wrist and fell down these stairs, this massive staircase, oh, and God. everyone looked at me. And all I remember was you down the bottom going. Up your pop X, you look like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember that. We drove, You've got a great memory. Yeah, You've we, got went, a great we went to Sydney for um, uh, Brownie had Sweet Idea running. His first oh, ever start. Okay. And it was 35 degrees. The races started at oh, move, that's move, right. move yeah. from midday to 10 a.m. jump. Uh, and then we had a night out in Sydney. It's the only night. Was it, was it, uh, was it Sweet or Dear? Was it Fast Talker? Nah, was it Fast Talker? Oh, one, or one or the other. And we backed it one in the first yeah. and it won. And Brownie yeah. had the sash for the day. And we ran around, uh, ran around <laughs> with like absolute sash. dickheads for the that. day. Uh, mate, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> been a pleasure playing with you. Who would have thought uh, the kid from Devonport uh, with a shit jump shot, two hundred and fifty plus games, all Australians, <laughs> four premierships. Uh, mate, I wish you all the best, and I reckon uh, a lot of neutral supporters out there are looking at the Brisbane Lions and, and rooting for you guys this year, as as I am. So, uh, mate, all the best, and uh, hopefully you get another prize at the end and become a five timer. I can't believe you could be a five timer. Shit. Oh God. Yeah, I know. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Good to chat. Good to catch up. So thanks for having me, mate. Good on you, Beef.